We're joined on the Harbor One Hotline by Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston. You can check out his work there across tons of platforms, Early Edition, BST, Patriots Talk. He's here on Sunday mornings on WEEI with Arkin when Arkin stops by. He's presented by Unified Office. They'll make sure you never lose any business again due to a poor customer phone experience. You can find your solution at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran, how are we doing this week? You're right. I never shut up. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, basically, a, it's a good quality in this business, Tom. It's a good quality. Yeah, but, it, you know, like the whole thing yesterday, and I'll just air this so folks who did see it, you know, I go on Rich Eisen the other day, and he said, Tom, what's your best best sense of what happens to quarterbacks? So I said, well, um, they almost certainly can't put Mac back out there. So I would imagine, you know what you have in Zappi, so you elevate Greer and Zappi becomes the two and Mac goes down to third string. Next thing you know, that's a report and different places are aggregating it. And yeah. I tried to circle back. There's not a scintilla of reporting in that. That was best guessing. But, you know, when we're doing both jobs, like doing actual reporting and also opining, I understand where the line gets blurred and it can be frustrating for folks. But there is no decision as of late yesterday on who will be the starter when they come back. Okay, well, let's let's pick up with that. I, I want to get to some Belichick stuff, and I know this was uh, you and Dov claiming yesterday. We, we had you back on that, by the way, because you were very clear uh, to Rich Eisen saying, uh, this is just a guess, but I think they're going to go with Will Greer. Like, you couldn't have been any more clear on that. Uh, so you say they haven't made a decision yet on the quarterback. To me, and, and maybe I'm wrong, to me, that means Matt can't possibly be in the mix because if you haven't made a decision, that means you're choosing between Zappi and Greer. You're saying Mac is still in the mix to start. I would, if they haven't made a decision, then then I would say everything remains on the table. So, yeah. So if if yeah, I think haven't made a decision means they haven't made a decision. But how has he not made a de- how has he not made a decision on if he wants to start Mac or not? Like that seems like the easy one, and then you got to pick who replaces him. But but what you're going to do with Mac seems easy. It does seem easy because when you walk that plank that he walked against Indianapolis, it seems like you're not going to be able to go back to the player. But if you, in you know the the morning light and the days subsequent, really start to scrutinize it and come to the conclusion that yeah, I mean everybody in the, the locker room might be more energized by looking over and seeing you know Bailey standing there, Ollie from the Hoosiers movie. But is he really going to yield better results? Or is whatever initial bump he gives you, as he did last year against Green Bay, and then in, in two following games, going to dissipate when teams just start picking him apart? He's not playing well enough. So does Bill conclude we're going to make a bad situation worse if we put Bailey Zappi out there? I'm still trying to maintain a reputation here with my locker room and going forward. Can I get a new job if I'm 2-15 and 15 someplace else? Or do I just suck it up and leave the kid out there? So I think that there's more as the week passes that you have to consider. And two, an unbelievable amount was made yesterday on multiple stations, our station and among fans, about Zappy being on, excuse me, about Mac taking first team reps in a grab-ass practice before they go on a five-day vacation. I don't think that's an indicator of anything. We saw a report yesterday about the confidence or lack of confidence that the locker room has in Mac right now. Do you have any sense of where the confidence is with the coaching staff in Mac? Are there still guys on the coaching staff who are, I don't know, quote unquote, Mac guys and are rooting for him to be the one out there starting against the Giants? 
my sense is, and this is a sense, mm-hmm. is that folks in general in the building understand that, you know, you're, you're swimming against the tide with Mac Jones. He's ruined, he's broken, he's busted, and a decision has to be made. I don't know if there's individuals who are rooting for Mac, honestly. And I don't know if it matters if they're rooting for him or not necessarily, Mego. It's just you look at the situation and you just see it as being fruitless. So I don't know how many people are still in his corner, but they have butchered the quarterback room so ridiculously. I mean, seven different guys have been proposed as quarterbacks for the team this year between Ian Book, Matt Corral, um, Malik Cunningham, Bailey Zappi, Trace McSorley, Mac, and Will Greer. It's seven different people. And I could tell, Nitwick Curran could tell, at the end of camp that they needed to have a veteran backup for Mac just in case he was to go down because Bailey Zappi was not good enough. And still they're stuck here. So when I look at the coaching staff, they can be sick to death of Mac and the mistakes but they can also look at the situation and just roll their eyes and say, well, what are we supposed to do? How about the uh, players and their sort of belief in Bill Belichick at this point? Because I still can't really shake that report from last year about, you know, Bill effed us and maybe those guys aren't on the team anymore, but I can't imagine that that sentiment just went completely out the window when they bought in Bill o- brought in Bill O'Brien. So is that is that something that's, you know, in the bye week maybe? You heard Robert Kraft was down there in the locker room. Could there be maybe some uh, some talk of that going on? Of Bill effing them? Yeah, or the fact that or, they've lost the confidence in Bill as the coach. About, yeah, I don't think anybody's happy about anything. I think that on a game day situation, every single player probably has high confidence that Bill Belichick knows what he's talking about and has put together a game plan that'll help. But I would imagine that the best players in there, especially on defense, can look across at the offense and say, that's a mess. They're not good enough. So the face, as the face of the fan base would be reflected and the media would be reflected is, Bill's a good coach. He has destroyed the roster beyond all comprehension. No one expected 2-8. and eight. No one expected tear-assing towards 3-14. and 14. But that's what it is, and there's one reason for it, because the players aren't good enough. And they've lowered expectations on performance, on discipline, on any number of things because of cap mismanagement, free agent misses, draft misses, and, you know, just the inability to identify players like Demario Douglas as needing to have a little bit more latitude to stay on the field when they are stripped in a game against Miami and instead putting them on the bench and having guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, again, Arkan, you're right, I'm wrong, <laughs> out on the field um, instead. Yeah. Uh, what do you think Kraft was doing in the locker room Tuesday? Probably just telling guys to buck up. I mean, he's not walking around firing people. It's just not – It's just, just asking guys to buck up, showing that he's there, showing that he's being supportive, um, maybe on his way to the weight room. I don't know. He's a, a, that, that hat. He is in the locker room once in a while. I don't know what he was doing in the locker room in terms of glad-handing or, or just passing through. But Robert Kraft in the locker room of, at his stadium is not that unusual. Okay. What do you make of all these reports that are coming out, whether it's Dan Orlovsky on ESPN saying, uh, I've heard that there is a destination, so I'm paraphrasing here, that Bill has already picked out or that's already been picked out, or there was one yesterday saying the clear favorite is the Chargers. Are you hearing anything specific along those lines right now? 
Yeah, I saw the Gary Myers report, and when you, I really tried to look at it, he said, well, somebody that he talks to who he trusts thinks that Bill might. And I'm like, what are we doing? It's just it's not it's not close. It's it's guys spitballing about something. But I would say this. Over the next seven weeks, between now and January 7th when the season ends, work will be done by ownership. Work will be done by Bill. Work will be done by coaches on the staff to figure out what their employment status is for 2024. And I think that we all understand by now that Bill Belichick will – engage in subterfuge and information sharing and tire kicking and finding things out to help himself or his team as much as or anybody in professional sports. So if Bill has to have somebody collect intel on possible landing spots, I wouldn't be the least bit stunned. I would imagine that Bill is active in figuring out what's next. What is interesting to me is, and I'm sure it's interesting to everybody. I mean, it sounds, that sounds really condescending. <laughs> um, <laughs> How dare you? Unlike the rest me, of this. Opposed to what we were talking. Uh, what's interesting to me is how how long everybody just keeps walking past the writing on the wall and doesn't read it. You know, Is there a point at which a conversation is had that says we're, we're going to have to go in a different direction? A meeting in the minds, a, a breaking of bread, and, and they sit down and say, well, what are you feeling for next year? Let's have an exchange of ideas here, so, um, because my belief is that has not happened. Okay, and maybe you just answered what I, I wanted to ask. You said, and, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, so if I'm misrepresenting, let me know. But you said Bill's going to work through back channels to kind of try to figure some things out. Robert and and Jonathan are going to try to figure some things out about where things are heading. Are they doing that in concert, or are they kind of doing it on their own? Like, is Bill seeking stuff out on his own? Is Robert seeking stuff out on his own, or are they working together? to try to find a destination for Bill and compensation for Bill? As far as I would expect, it would be unilaterally. They would be separately doing it because I don't think that anything has been articulated and defined as to what's going to happen. I, I think that, as I said, the writing's on the wall, but I don't think that any conversations have been had about different directions being gone in. So I don't think anything would be going on in concert. What, uh, what do you think is most important to Bill? Like the the most important thing, and I know there's probably a lot of factors in that next job and and what he wants. Mm -hmm. What's the most important factor for Bill Belichick choosing that next job if it were up to him? That's a great question. Thank you. I don't think it's money. I do think it's an owner that he can work with and get latitude from while also extending respect back to the guy. I think that Bill will be on his best behavior when he gets there. So I would eliminate Carolina to an extent. David Tepper is up to his eyeballs. Unless he's going to channel Robert Kraft from 1999, 2000, and say, Bill, come in and take it over, which I don't think he's going to do, then I think that Carolina might have an owner who's too meddlesome to go to. Otherwise, I think Carolina would be something that Bill will look at and go, yeah, you know, he's a season ticket holder down there, or at least he was at one point, Bill was. when they, when they got Carolina? A yeah. No, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Google it. He, he had some kind of relationship, I think, with either the Panthers or a house down there, but... Um, he had a link to the Panthers franchise. Okay. Just, he liked them. Um, same with Chicago. Look at Chicago. You know, ownership might not be as meddlesome. They've been pretty tolerant out there. Um, the Giants, I, I don't think they're going to move on from Dayball. So you need an owner. You need a location. I don't think the Chargers are a location. I don't think he's going to uproot and go across country, even though Gary Myers 
you know, used a 1992 quote from Bill Parcells about Parcells doesn't care because he gets up in the morning, goes to work, and comes home at night and goes and, and doesn't see the day. But I don't think Bill's like that. I don't think that Bill would want to be, you know, west of the Mississippi. So it's an established franchise with a non-meddlesome owner who's got deep pockets and is willing to say, yes, we'll give the keys to a guy who just drove a franchise that he built into a ditch. Okay, excellent stuff as always from Tom E. Curran. Lots of ways to read him at NBCSportsBoston.com. Lots of ways to uh, view him as well on NBC Sports Boston. You can also hear him here on WEEI Tuesdays with Gresham Fourier, Sunday mornings as well with Arcan and Gresh. Uh, Tom, we appreciate it. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. See ya. Right. Thank you, Tom. Tom E. Curran, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Well, how about that? A couple interesting things there.